This one has two GB was two GB was actually quite a lot of audio, but when I didn't have t- time to get back to offload. Nice. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We good. We good, but we're hitting red when you say that. We good. We good. We good. We good. We are good. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, worry. We'll, okay. we'll we'll be good. Mm. So. Go ahead. So are we roaring? In three, two, one, action. We are we are roaring. We are roaring. <laughs> <laughs> We talk to just about anybody, about just about anything, and we record this on location just about anywhere. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is saying here, and you will find us on our website, peoplesayingthings.com. So this is people saying things into microphones. Today I'm hanging out with Richard Jao, artist formerly known as Esther. Formerly, yes. Or currently, or concurrently known as or, Esther. Or maybe Is even it? to make a comeback as Esther. Oh really? Man, you never know, man. Is you there, never know. Is there an album on the in, in, in the in the kitchen? Yes, it's called something? Mental Digital Shift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. No, I, I, we've, we've of course uh, are big fans of of cleaning the areas, mm-hmm. uh, CTA. A lot of good stuff we've done there. It's mm-hmm. um, pretty inspiring. Asante. Yeah, and we've learned quite a bit about uh, how we can rethink audio and video and, and and engagement with the public on various things. I come from a very boring, very boring space, right? Why, why is that? And, you know, public policy. Uh-huh. People are not always thinking about the cool stuff. We use jargon. But we're, you guys, yours is cool a, stuff. We are like the the kings of acronyms. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. You guys speak to yourselves. <laughs> and then we give back to these things like on a daily. Mm-hmm. We have new acronyms all the time. We've just come to the office and just created a new one. Oh, I was in the office. Didn't I just come up with one? Which one? MDS. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mental digital shift. <laughs> Mental digital shift. See, I, I, it's my space. We come up with this uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, MDS, what's MDS? I know MDS. Sounds see, familiar. See, I got you. I got you. I'm cooking these things as we go. Um, so, mental digital shift. I, I've known you for, for a long time, but how did you end up here? Um, why why mental digital shift? What's, what's all this about? I say I fluked. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I, I landed into this digital world space not uh, by luck or, or, or with, not by my own doing um, so my story goes back to 2001 2001 is when I had a mental digital shift mental digital digital shift MDS yes. you had an MDS I had an MDS <laughs> simply means that you understand the world that you're living in and in this world digital is fast so in 2001 what happened is I was the only person from my class who didn't go to university in America or England. I left Brabant and I, my folks shipped me over to South Africa, University of Port Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, you were in PE. Yes, I was in PE. Mm-hmm. But when I went, before going, I had, we had 
all these Kodak films, a company now that is now non-existent because they refused to have an MDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was there, um, it was Kodak films of me and my friends clubbing and partying and going to shags. We actually went to Charitingilu shags. So I had a full like, took photos like and... 20 rolls. Not everybody's got four. I was just taking photos of us guys enjoying after we had finished A-levels. Um, so I go to SA with all these Kodak films. I develop them. And now I'm failing in accounting. Uh, accounting is too hard. So I pick up web design. And then in the process of, of, of now, so now I'm doing web design, I'm getting credit, so I'm learning how to design websites or create websites using front page, C++. Um, you are the ninja, C++. Even I gave up on that one. <laughs> but front page was so easy for me. So yeah. I, in fact, I created that website on front page. So what was happening, my pals were sending, they were also them, they had their Kodak films that they had developed and scanned, and now we're sending each other photos mm. on this platform called hotmail.com. Yes. where you could only send one photo at a day at a go because a limit of 5 MB mm. and you've scanned this photo it's coming up to be like 15 MB then you have to crop it into a smaller size so every day I'm waking up and I've got like 20 emails and throughout the day I'm just getting more and more emails I'm like there has to be an easier way for us guys because now you send photos everybody replies to the thread you're giving comments mm. so it's like there has to be an easier way to, for, for us to package it so I took those photos and I started putting them on my website my website was called Kenyan Madness. I opened up kenyanmadness.scriptmania.com and Scriptmania yes. was a free host. Yes. So, what? Then it moved to kenyanmadness.8k.com So now, all these photos, I would put them on that website and I would put a comment under. And within two months of doing that, I had the second largest Kenyan diaspora website in the world. What? Number two to only eastandard.net Which is... Like, this. I was getting... Unique kids or about standard.net was was a newspaper. Yes. Back in the day. What? I was getting about seven hundred and fifty thousand unique hits a day. What? A, a, a month. Uh, I was getting about three million hits a month. Then I had these cassettes. So back when I was home, um my neighbor was a guy called Jackson McKinney. People now know him as Prezo. Prezo. Uh so wow. would would produce on my on on PSR 520, and then we connect that PSR 520 to a cassette player, mm-hmm. which has one deck and two decks. We use our headphone as a microphone, and then we record the songs that have been playing on the computer. So we wrapped. So what happened is I digitized those cassettes, and I started putting music on my website as well. And then um, Prezo was with Wire releasing a song. They released a song, mm-hmm. and that's the first MP3 that he sent me of now studio or whatever, and I put it on my website. And before long, I came back in June and I took Issa's album and all these other Kenyan music that I got. I converted them to MP3. So Kenyan Madness became this website where you could download Kenyan music and see photos of yourself. Because now my friends started sending me their photos mm-hmm. and I was trying to show them how South Africa is better than where they are. Yeah. But let's say long, but the mental digital shift happened when a company called Net Shopping called me and told me, we've got this thing that I want to send you, and you seem to have a lot of hits on your website, so we're sending you this, just put up our banner, and I'm like, what's it, it's called a digital camera, so they sent me a camera which you pull out, had a hard drive, and you could take photos and pull that thing and put it into a comp, Yeah. And Wait, the, so the hard drive it, okay. had a, it, it had a 
floppy disk oh, okay like the proper yeah, five and a quarter yeah, exactly okay, okay. yes yeah. yeah so and then they paid me a thousand dollars a month what yep you guys you were rolling in it i was bowling so that changed my life so so like that and then what happened is i became big in south africa in that all different kenyan societies started calling me now down come to our university take photos and i'm like no problem i'll charge you a thousand rands play pay all my accommodation yeah. and give me a bottle of tequila <laughs> so that when i go around taking photos at the place yeah. uh, i can you know give guys give shows, yeah oh, nice okay. photos and all those things. i thought the bottle of tequila was to fuel your creativity yeah. you know and, <laughs> <That> <laughs> lubricate your mind <laughs> to give me gut so that i could take your photos <laughs> so anyway so that like for me that's how my introduction to the internet was okay i'd been introduced to the internet in 1999 but i just used to use it for msn messenger yeah. talking to my friends who had flown out and things like that so and emailing each other on hotmail i never even used to go to yahoo so long story short i then became a musician and again same concept take my music mm-hmm. and put on the same platform where i used to put music which is on kenyan madness um but what i didn't know is that kenya's never distributed music like that or gospel musicians so because i didn't want to call it's the same place where i was putting isa nameless and all these guys yeah. i don't want to call my music gospel i call it moapi music with a positive uh, that influence was that, that's where that came from yes because <laughs> i was like these same guys who club will not want to listen to my gospel music yeah. so i call it moapi um, and then i just started distributing my music online and then before you know it capital fm downloaded my song That's how my first song was distributed. I never grabbed a CD and, and took it there. Yeah. yeah. But so, also, I crossed borders. Just like, I mean, from the get-go, you were exactly. crossed borders. But tell me, so you had, you're distributing music online. Um, what was that, what was that relationship like between you and the publishers? So I was, I was, I don't call it pirating, but I was, <laughs> but okay, it's not pirating because then people were extremely happy. In fact, there were only like three albums that, mm-hmm. um, that that were properly out Nestor Noise 2 in fact when i came back in 2001 um june mm-hmm. uh other people summer holidays our winter holiday cuz of south africa i bought 50 cd's for Nestor Noise 2 mm-hmm. and i bought 50 cd's for Namelesses on Fire and i bought 50 cd's of Isa's Nimefika mm-hmm. and i put an announcement on my website This is strictly for South Africans, Kenyans of South Africans. Mm-hmm. I'm coming with all these albums. If you want them, DM me. By the time I was landing, I had sold out all the CDs. I bought them for 500 shillings or selling them for 1500 shillings. Does that include shipping and handling? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But shipping and handling was so cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and majority of them I sold between people in UP and Rhodes University. So, yeah, and a few two guys in Cape Town. In fact, I first landed in Cape Town, then went to PE. So you you put them in the mail, you ship them. I mean, how, no, no, no. how does guys guys go from came from B to Grahamstown? Okay, it's just up the road. Yeah, back. I mean, I, I was going to Grahamstown to take photos again. Yeah. So when I went, I I delivered it with. But very funnily, when I came back to Kenya um in 2005, I then no 2004, now going into 2005, I created an iTunes. So I created a platform where you can order order this hard copy music mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter where you are in the world as long as FedEx goes there I'll distribute and DNG's albums I sold 123 copies like that what? yeah so I'd buy from DNG for 500 and, and then now I sell them for 2,000 shillings to 
whoever plus shipping and handling yeah, of course yeah but that's plus shipping yeah. and handling and then it worked so the if you if you were to go back and, and look at how everyone else was doing whatever they were doing whether it was di- distribution of music or there was no engagement. platform in 2001 where you could get Kenyan music the reason Kenyan madness exploded was because, was you, because it was the only platform where you could go and download Kenyan music and solved the, the problem for other, people who yes. weren't able to get a sound of home so then it was promotion it was it was less pirating people like I've interviewed even like uh, Wairey and they're like oh you're the guy of Kenyan madness thanks man Uh, I was like, yo, the guys used to send me music. In yeah. fact, I started vetting. Like, no, no, this one, it doesn't feel like it's good quality <laughs> enough. You can't be on my website and all those things. Yeah. So then it, it was helping people. Yeah. Yeah. The shift now between then and and the, and, and when you start um, CTA, cleaning the areas. Because I think you guys did, in, in a way, I kind of see it as, 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 as part of a, a mental shift as yeah. well. I don't know if it was... To extent, I don't know the extent to which it was digital. Yeah. Um, if I remember well, you had this this move away from you know what I I, I can't continue I can't keep going out and trying to get you to play my songs on on air. Yeah. Um, so you you kind of brought that whole you will find out about my my, my I, I put out there I put it out in the digital space and it'll make its way off I mean it'll make its way into the analog quote unquote space. Yeah. Um, what was that? process like was there as big a shift at that time with that um endeavor as there was with the so first CTA came up first and foremost when I came back um there was no Facebook there was no there was highfive.com and no musicians in Kenya were on MySpace and it blew my mind mm-hmm. like what do you mean you're not on MySpace like so I transitioned a lot of musicians into MySpace and at the same time when I was transitioning into highfive.com this new platform called Facebook came up Yeah. So I literally opened up their Facebook pages and I would go and open then I opened up Mwapi as a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. There were no pages at the time. And then I would enter with the artists and then I invite all their friends to yeah. join my group. <laughs> so everyone every time everyone would walk in the office I'd be like please log into your Facebook and I go into the Mwapi group and I opened yeah. and again Mwapi became the largest Kenyan group. It had 23,000 people mm-hmm. at that time. And so I would then go and sell these artists as I go to corporate and tell them I can speak as these artists. Yeah. Or I go to artists and tell them I can I can I'll put your your album launch on Mwapi like Jal your, uh, yeah. your album on Mwapi because of the biggest group and I can speak as Arikwanaina and talk about Mwapi I can speak as Kanji and talk about your album launch. Mm-hmm. I can speak as Ester and talk about your album launch. I can speak as Juliani and talk about your album launch. So this for me again was a second shift in terms of mental digital shift how i can influence a marketing lack of a better word but cta came as a result of my gift brought me in took me to i was nominated for core awards mm-hmm. i was the most nominated african musician and they fly me over to benin and in benin I met a king and i'm like a real life king i'm like yeah, no, 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 mama. <laughs> you get i'm like yo This is a king, Complete with the Royal African Gab. Like, real. Like, like, there was even some two boys just seated next to him, like, minions <laughs> or slaves. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, this is creepy. But anyway, so I, I'm like, I have to say I talked to a king. So I said, yeah, what are you doing to prevent negative hip-hop French music from entering your country? He's like, ah, oh, oui, oui, French, good, good conversation. Mm-hmm. So we had a 15-minute conversation, though because of the translators, 30 minutes. Yeah. And we vibed. And I was like, yo, this is really interesting. So when I went back to the hotel room, um, the organizer asks me, hey, P-Square, unfortunately, I haven't arrived, so tomorrow let's go with you and meet the president. 
and ask him the same question. Oh. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. Let's go. Is this on video? No, <laughs> but there's a photo. I have the photo of you me. Have photo. Yeah, I have the photo, yeah. So, nah, man. So, I mean, it wasn't planned for me to meet the president. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, the next day, we go and I have breakfast, and I'm like, a Christian musician, this guy's shit, he's going to get saved. Thank you, God, for bringing me here. Bonus Yeah. So, when I when the guy walks in, him and his wife, they just grab my hand, and they're like, hey, so nice to meet you, A-star. Uh, let's pray. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. And for two hours, I sat there, and I had absolutely nothing. Just go on. To tell that president. I was just telling me, your chandeliers are nice. <laughs> hey, this fox... Where do you buy them from? Like I was, because I just had nothing. Yeah. And I said, never again in my life. Am I ever going to, my gift going to bring me before a king? Twice. Have it, have it be. Twice. You're, you're, yes. You were a king and a president. Yes. It like, have it be an industry leader. Yeah. So, head of telecommunications, head of marketing, never a king in the different demographics. Yes, yes. And I have nothing to ask them. So I went back to my hotel room and I was like, God, give me something to live for. Bigger. And I was like, hey, how about clean the airwaves? That question that you asked me was really nice. Mm-hmm. So I came up with clean the airwaves. Marina's church had given me $15,000, no, $21,000 to do an album, mm-hmm. my second album. I said, I won't do that album. Instead, I'll become a whole bunch of musicians and we will mentor them and understand the fundamentals of the power of music and how it shapes mind. And I'll do a research on why radio stations play the certain songs that they play. And yeah, and that's how... CTA was born and that's how we became the group Chit Chat I said rather than it be me let me become all the other five artists who are in the stable yeah. let's all become one for a year two or a hundred high schools fifteen universities let's break down our target audience mm-hmm. let's go and also get other artists under us mentor them and tour this together wow that's how CTA was born what is the impact of CTA on on the on the local music industry, what what did you guys do so differently so compared one, to others? We planned. We were very strategic. We broke down our target audience. We're like the message that we're creating. We started target audience first. We're going for high schoolers, hundred high schools, fifteen universities. What are these guys listening to? How are we going to package this gospel in a way that is cons- that they will understand and consume? We did a, we did some heavy market research. Two. Uh, how do we distribute all this music to the different TV stations, packaging? So I did, in the process, a tour of every media station in the country mm-hmm. at the time to understand why do they play what they play? How do I get them to play what it is that we want? Yeah. How does the beat work? Who is in charge of playing music on the beat? How do radio stations work? Who is the program's controller? What influences the DJ have? How do these kids get their music to consume? Mm-hmm. So the market research was heavy in terms of understanding. And then we just began distributing. One of the things that I did was all our music was free, available online. Um, secondly, we were very intentional in... I remember even John Rabah of Homeboy said, the only reason why I played this song is because the packaging of the CD was crazy. By the time you're packaging like this, yeah. I was like, hey... You're serious. Yeah, you're a serious, serious yeah. guy. Um, yeah, so the, the penetration was... In terms of our performance was very orchestrated. We studied Asha at the time and how he got all these mm-hmm. dance routines... The mentorship was heavy. Um, yeah. It, it went on to be... Ecodida yeah, was, yes. came out as a result of that. His Nikona Nikona, we shot that video for him. And with two songs, he, he was on... <clears throat> what platform is this? On Kenya Live, what is now to Aweza. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I later on went and released my second album. And I said, pay whatever you want. It's 100% free online. And guys were telling me, you're killing the industry. How can you do this? <laughs> but I, you see, for me, it changed. I looked at my CD as a CV. 
So my CD was going to enter people's hands and that would open the door for me to then go and talk about killing the airwaves. You get? Yeah. So it was it was it was very very interesting. How, was it was it extremely different the fact that you were giving out your music online for free versus how everyone else was trying to get their music played? Did that did that have an impact on on how stations eventually give you your your content airplay? So um you see again I didn't look at a CD as a way to get finance. Mm-hmm. I, I already got $15,000 because of this amazing campaign that I was about, which was yeah. had effects to $21,000 because of this whole cleaning the airways concept. Mm-hmm. So I realized, huh, if you you can tag yourself onto bigger things that will give you more money mm-hmm. than what your CD sales can bring across. They'll give you more fame, they'll open up does for sponsorship because people are like we like what he's about yeah despite the quality of my music mm. you get in terms of it's not maybe not been the biggest jam but me as a brand and as a personality it would attract more finances but also it was bigger one of the questions that i was once asked do you want to be michael jackson or do you want to be ted turner mm-hmm. so i always wanted to be in fact i used to say i'm going to be the african jay-z but yeah. after meeting the president i was like you know nobody knows who ted turner is in terms of pop culture but that guy is shaping the way people think of Africa yeah and that guy said the craziest thing he was like when he was launching CNN to be 24 hours mm-hmm. he said today we go on and for the rest of humanity we will be live and when Jesus comes back we it will be aired we will play this song oh. it will be aired and we will play this song don't know glory to God or whatever, whatever and that is when we will switch off until today CNN has never gone off yeah so that impact was crazy. You, you say something. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, that, but it's, no, no. I think I think in in a, in, a, in a way in a way you did, but I you you've also triggered something else in my mind um, about being some about be, uh, being about something bigger. Yes. Um, because that's that's really in our space. That's one of the one of the biggest challenges. You can go from project, start a project idea and and, and whatnot, and then attract go out to people and sell this project you're doing. But being able to connect to something bigger. Um, becomes a, a better idea, a better goal to reach for. Hmm. Um, so, like now at the African level, you know, we can be we can be talking about trying to achieve some scale on on ending hunger, for instance, within the Kibera area. But scaling that up to the to to saying, you know, how can I take this ending hunger message to the to the to the full county, to the full country, to the full mm-hmm. continent? Um, how and how do I uh, plug into an aspiration that everyone else is also working on like you know yeah. ending hunger on the continent uh, you know it 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 becomes you know something to to reach for that's bigger than yourself that's bigger than your small project um and i i suppose that made me uh, trigger this 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 thought in my mind that how how do we go from how are we going from um the level where we are we're talking about our stuff to the level of reaching for the bigger things mm. do you do you see that messaging in 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 your work at the continental level like you know within the stuff that you do here is there at any point where you 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 feel like your story connects with a bigger continental one yeah 100% like so for me it's step it's i call it the billy jean music video Mm-hmm. Right, when you get takes a step, the next step, the next step, the next step, the next step. When you take a step, it sort of, in essence, almost lights up the next step. Yeah. You get you're able to, oh, I stepped here. Let me explain why I'm saying that. Everything that we do in this company is tied onto CTA. 
Yeah. We, as a company, create, um, create, distribute, and promote media. It now moved from music with a positive influence. We moved now into media with a positive influence. Mm-hmm. In fact, the vision for so CTA... Mwapi, so Mwapi is still, is still in the mix. Let me explain. When I wrote that vision for CTA, now in the my in the room in in Benin, Benin clean, cleaning the airwaves, using culture shaping icons to create, distribute, and promote Mwapi. Mwapi then was standing for music with a positive influence. Mm-hmm. But as I came back, in my version culture shaping influences were just gospel artists. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to use gospel artists to, to you know, clean up these airwaves. And and Mwapi for me was content that was inspiring, entertainment inspiring content. Mm. But as I began to do this, I realized, you know what, these gospel musicians are becoming rich, but they have nothing bigger that they live for. So just because I'm helping them promote and get played on the beat and they be making them famous, all this money is coming to them, but they're not influencing community. So I stopped playing the music and I said, I'm only going to distribute mm-hmm. music with a positive influence. And that was Nonini's Kalakwa face. Uh, people, and they had to have a message. Yeah. So I said, if artists don't have something bigger that they live for, I don't care how good their music is, I'm not going to distribute it. Mm-hmm. So gospel artists started getting a vision. Juliani Kasi, CC, Ekodide Tribalism, mm-hmm. Jimmy Get Make It or Make It. Mm-hmm. All of these people started getting a cause bigger than themselves. The DON disability is not inability. Yeah. In fact, the DON brought for me a whole video he had shot and he said, we're not going to play this with Pinye. And then he went and reshot and shot Mbona. Ah. That's when Mbona got played two weeks on the beat. Okay. He had already shot a song called Dasta featuring Danko. But Dasta just Dasta, Dasta, nothing. Yeah. So now he got this whole message for, I'm going to support other people. Mm-hmm. So, the more you do so now, as a company, for me, culture shaping icons has moved beyond just positive Musicians. music. Yes, yeah. it's even an education content, information that's not out there. So, mm-hmm. for example, Solomon Wangwe of Goshen Acquisition teaches people about the land buying process. Mm-hmm. Rina Hicks teaches people about financial mm-hmm. fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mushiri teaches people about data. So everybody. I began to learn is a culture shaping influencer and there's a scarcity of information mm. you get and the more people so i worked at youtube and the reason why i worked at youtube is again because i used to take this kenyan music and put it on a platform called youtube so that kenyans in the diaspora could have access distribution mm. and through that when youtube were coming to kenya they look for the largest youtube channel allah richard and jao let's hire richard and jao organization they didn't know richard and jao just an individual yes. as long as ntv but they, they didn't hire me, they trained me. Mm-hmm. But now I began thinking, oh, how, how do I do this? How do I, how do I position authorities or culture influencers, culture shaping icons, people like who are knowledgeable about their fields? How do I help them package this primary information that is between their two ears mm-hmm. into video content? Then how do I take that video content and distribute it within the various social media platforms? And then how do we promote it to ensure that it's not just distributed on these different social media platforms or websites, but it's going and reaching the exact target audience. Yeah. But the more you do, this is my biggest, my point from all of this. Our company, this Fuab Digital would not exist if I had never met that king at Benin. Yeah. This company would not exist if I had never started distributing music to Kenyans in the diaspora. 
this company would not have existed if I then didn't end up working at YouTube or G+, and learn more and figure out that, oh my God, there's much more to to this than just doing gospel music. Yeah. You know, there's ways that you can partner with Muslims. Mwenesi, mm-hmm. get yours. And because he's a professional in etiquette mm-hmm. and with and, pack- style. and style, style and package that content and help people get jobs yeah. and soft skills. And, you know, because he talks also about soft skills. So it's still what we do, mm-hmm. but now we just, that whole city has just been timed of We digitally enable people. We digitally enable our clients. Yeah. So, in fact, we say we're digital enablers. So when somebody asks me, what are you now? Are you a musician? I'm, no, I'm, I'm a digital enabler. I enable you to package your vision to reach your target audience. I like that. Mm. I like that. I'll steal that. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'll use it, but <laughs> I'm yeah. sure I can find I'm a, a way. I'm a digital enabler. And the reason why I call myself a digital enabler is because when I was employed by YouTube, they called me a YouTube enabler. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that, <laughs> yes. that's, a title, that's a title they give the people who they send out there. Yeah. Um, so let me take you back to, to the level of the African Union and the stuff that we were yes. trying to do at the continental level. Yeah, uh-huh. um, We have all this... Uh, we have all these uh, uh, programs, visions, plans that we have we have conceptualized as a continent. In fact, what excites me about about Africa in this era is that we have come to the realization that we we know what we need. We have the experts, mm-hmm. we have the intellectual uh, resources to get things done. We have the human beings. So even when it came to trying to figure out what would the vision for Africa look like for the next fifty years. We actually uh, set out as a continent on a on a on a process of getting people's voices mm-hmm. to answer the question: What's the Africa we want? Yeah. Um, and the Africa we want is now encapsulated in this vision that's called Agenda 2063. Yes. Um, but I think I think I mentioned this in a previously. The frustration is trying to get this information out there as a person on as an external actor trying to get inf- information about this to other external actors about this amazing vision and plan that mm-hmm. as, con- as a continent we're working towards um, you know th- that you know it's, it can be it can be extremely discouraging but at, at the same time I, I'm, I'm listening to the shift that you've uh, you've made from the time when you got to PE mm-hmm. uh, bring all this crazy stuff with, with 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 photos and creating this community of people who are like you know what I like what you're saying I like what you're doing I'll be part of it yeah. whether it's putting my picture on your platform or here's my music, put it on your platform. Um, you know, coming up all, all the way since through Moapi, through YouTube, and at at uh, and CTA now it's cleaning the areas and and something we've not even talked about, which is this amazing interviews you're doing with producers and and music mm. music industry uh, luminaries. Yeah. Uh, but listening to all that and then thinking about all these other things here around the continental processes and the, and their and their invisibility to African youth and exactly. Africa. how do we how do we close that gap? Um, how do we go from where we are now to to, to success? W- yeah, because you 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 based on what you where you see it and the things that you you you've been working on, um, I'm sure you've kind of seen what could be. Yes. What is it? So one, um, it's the mental digital shift. What do I mean by this? Now. Unfortunately, the people who are decision makers and um, guys who call the shots within such organizations are normally born before 1995. For the most part. 
Yes. Okay. Now that on its own is a hindrance and a strength. Now, um, in 1995, something very significant happened that completely and radically changed the whole world. Mm-hmm. And a guy called Bill Gates created something called Microsoft 95, Windows, Windows 95. I'm not sure really whether he created it or whether he bought it from somebody and went and did something with it. Well, watch, was, watch Genius on Netflix well, for, for more of that story. <laughs> well, there was a mess. Yes. Before that, yes. and, that was, yeah. and there was Windows 3.11, which I but absolutely loved. What happened with Windows 95, it was... The first time that the internet was actually accessible to the common Monanchi. Mm-hmm. Common Monanchi being somebody in America, not really in Kenya. Yeah. Um, but for the first time, there was this expensive thing called a computer became accessible to yeah. millions of people. And with that, the world instantly changed. Why? Because for me to send a letter, I no longer had to, uh, for me to communicate to somebody abroad, mm. I no longer had to write a letter, put stamps on it, put it into a post office. I don't even know the process anymore. Put it in the post office and <laughs> no, travel. No, before you put the, you had to go to the post office I to know. buy the stamps. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and there's the whole water thing that you dip, know, dip the thing on. And, and put it in. And 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 put it, unless you wanted to lick the stamp. Yeah, that thing had a funny taste. Yes, it like did. It. You know, just, just, <laughs> just, just, just as I was talking about it, I was going, you remember, the, remember the taste? Mm. But anyway, yeah. so... With that, the world changed. Like, the world changed whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Whether you are happy about it or not, evolution doesn't care about your feelings. Technology is not emotional. Mm. The world changed. It's what happened. Now, unfortunately, those born before 1995 have a tendency of doing things the way they did them before 1995. Rather than you being like, you know, because you're born before 1995 and it's 2018 right now, the one thing that you're privileged to have experienced is change. Mm-hmm. So you are one person who's 100% sure of change. You get what I mean? Yeah. But because you know how things were done before the internet, you have a tendency of doing it the same way in 2018. Yeah. You get what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and that's the challenge part, not the good part. Yes, <laughs> that that is now, that is the hindrance. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest hindrance of people born before 1995. So, now let's move to these huge organizations like the African Union. A lot of stuff is still being done in the same way that it was being done 10 years ago. Because even when digital, even digital coming, there's been evolution from websites Mm -hmm. to social media. You get, uh, let's be honest, you can count the amount of people, of, of time Kenyans spend on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on, they're still doing things like email marketing. I know it sounds crazy and it sounds like, what do you mean email marketing is old school? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Because the, the digital space is constantly evolving. Yeah. Now, if you're born again before 1995, that thing can be irritating that things are constantly changing. Mm. But you need to understand exactly what we do when I talked about chit chat. You need to understand the message needs to go to the recipient of the message. Mm-hmm. So, you can't be packaging a message in a format or on, on a platform that this recipient is not is not on yes. and will never be on. And it doesn't matter how, or you cannot package it in a lingo, even the content packaging itself, mm. in terms of the lingo. You're speaking French to, at, or, or you're speaking geek, or you're speaking jargon yes. to somebody 
who doesn't understand what mm. it is that Someone you're saying. Someone who speaks in English or yes, French. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, you're speaking, you're speaking geekly. So the SDG goals, yes, for yeah. example, or part of the goals is anti-corruption. Mm. Um, or, or how do you package that in a way that this young man or young lady will understand and feel like it affects them? Yeah. How do you rebrand the AU to to be and look relevant to the recipient of it? How do you also still internally um, ensure that you are communicating this internally? Yeah. You know, so so the so again it goes down to the mental digital shift. Um, part of the people in power or decision maker, makers need to be educated about the time that we're in. And that's yeah. a reason why Mark Kaigo and myself started a channel called Digital, Afri- Digital, uh, uh, Digital Africa with Mark Kaigo. Mm. So I help him package this whole jargon or this whole change that has happened and we try and simplify it so that those who don't understand what's happening in this digital space and how people operate and the power of this digital space can understand it and hopefully through us giving that free education they internally within their big corporations it's even happening in corporate kenya yeah i mean i, mean, I see it in some places yes, even some corporate com- some some private sector companies are still exactly. unable to shift <laughs> they're unable to shift and i understand it is because this thing is wiping us out mm. you know uh this thing i don't understand it i didn't go to school for this but how do you go and tell the person who's paying your paycheck that you don't understand digital and you're the head of marketing yeah you get what i mean so it's the same thing you something that 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 you say that actually connects really really strongly to what the African Union is supposed to be about. You see, with the organization of African Unity, where you, which is the predecessor of of, of the AU, there was this uh, embedded culture around this being a club of the big men, mm-hmm. usually the old men of Africa. Yeah. The switch to the AU moved moved Africa from having this club of old people who meet and make decisions to an, a union of the people. So the vision of the African Union in terms of what it's supposed to be is actually a union of the people. It's supposed to be Ooh, it's supposed to be the citizens uh-huh. are the ones now at the center of the union. So that means everything that's being done at the African Union, if you look at it as the commission, as the secretariat yes. that you see in yes, Addis yeah. and as the summit where it's the head of state that the head of state that come Ideally, their bosses are the citizens. So the, the AU uh, is actually yes. supposed to be the, the union of, of the citizens. It's, it's, it's a people's union. And now that makes it a little bit more important, more, even more critical for, for the union to do a better job at repackaging its content, its approaches, Let its me message, this. in a way that resonates with its people. Because its people are now... Uh, the majority of Africans below the ages of thirty-five. Yeah. How? How? So, for example, how many people know what you've just said? How many people know that this rebrand has happened eighteen from years this ago? <laughs> to this so. and why? Yeah. So already there needs to be again content creation is one thing. You can create the most amazing content, but if it's not distributed, then all you have is amazing content. Sitting on a shelf. Sitting with you. You can distribute that content, but you can distribute that amazing content to the wrong platforms. Or you can even have that content distributed by just sitting on the various platforms. Mm-hmm. Your website, 
the social media platforms. Mm. The third element is content promotion. Content promotion ensures that that content that you have created is sitting on the various platforms that this target audience engages with, but you're also promoting it and ensuring that it goes to the exact target audience so that you're having a video that is broken down in French not being aired in Kenya because we don't speak French here. But that video is going to Cameroon, it's going to all the various Francophone countries where, and it's communicating the vision. So education, there's a power in creating content that educates people. But how are you ensuring that that education is not boring? It's intertwined with inspiration or intertwined with entertainment. Mm -hmm. So that this young guy watching it is watching it and loving it. I say there's three forms of marketing. There's direct marketing. Mm -hmm. Where I'm just talking to you. Bye, bye, bye. This is what we're doing. That's all wonderful for you. Mm -hmm. But you're creating content not for me. How does that affect? Yes, it's for (laughs) you to push your agenda. I don't care. There's subliminal marketing. Subliminal marketing is where I can tell that you are selling, but the way that you've packaged it is more entertaining. That's why when you mix inspiration and storytelling is an example Mm. of subliminal marketing. But then there's creative marketing. Creative marketing, I don't know that you're selling to me, Mm -hmm. but I'm loving it and I'm it's, 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 in fact, storytelling was how Africans pass knowledge. Yeah. And so we're still a predominantly Story, storytelling culture. Exactly. So how do we package this AU vision in a way that is storytelling, in a way that inspires and evokes an emotion? Feel that word. I have to feel. Yeah. I feel. It's not just information. I f- that it evokes an ev- information in the recipient to make them want to engage. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Um, they they really really needs to be a radical mental digital shift within the various establishments that are setting agendas because very many people want to plug in mm-hmm. very many youth want to plug in they just don't know that this body exists or they know that this body exists but it's for the elite it's or trouble. they don't know how to plug in or they don't even think it's possible that 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 they would be accepted if they attempted to 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 engage to engage and, and yet they would um, every, every year the African Union's Department for Political Affairs um, and the Africa Govern- Governance Architecture I think is actually the right the right one to reference here AGA mm. say the AGA platform the Africa Governance Architecture platform organizes democracy and governance trends um, um, uh, conference and before that they have these consultations. Digitrans consultations. It is. Mm. There's one happening this week, uh, and and it's amazing to see the people who show up and engage and bring serious issues to the table. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember one Digitrans um, meeting that happened around the time when Burkina Faso was having some unrest, mm-hmm. and the the, the, the the while we were in that in that meeting, uh, demonstrators attacked the the, the parliament. Um, and uh, set it on fire. Of course, we were not in Burkina. Yeah, we, yeah. Were in, we were in, in Dakar at the time. Um, and that that was the time when we had the fastest ever response by the African Union to a political crisis in an African country, as far as I know. Because as it was unfolding, uh, someone in the meeting connected uh, to the projector in front, instead of showing uh, notes or whatever was being presented, 
you put up a headline from one of the websites like the BBC about the unrest in 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 in, in, in Burkina Faso and the Burkinabe were setting fire to the parliament and there was this mamas happening around and and uh, before the end of but then we got to lunch time uh there was a press conference being organized that's uh, by the end of by the end of that evening there was already talk about uh at, at uh, some emissaries being sent to uh to to go and help uh, bring some uh, some political yes. <laughs> you know drop the political temperatures in in that country in in less than 48 hours i think we had a statement from the eu chairperson's office this was it was unheard of but the people who were in that room there were a lot of young people that were very digital yeah. in fact quite a few a large number of digital natives um the news was making its way onto twitter uh, it was making its way onto facebook uh, people were beginning to ask questions and drive conversations around this this crisis from the room and outside into the into the rest of of, of the continent there's no ignoring it yeah um and i think that's a kind of energy and innovation and, and enterprise that 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 the system needs if that was possible then for that specific short period of time uh it does tell me that africa's young people are interested they ha- they are willing to bring their energy and their thinking into uh, into things like like that and funny enough one of the things that that was happening at that time the main theme i i think if i remember well was silencing the guns Mm. Um Africa's uh, Africa's part of Africa's agenda 2063 um is is to ensure that there's no uh, conflict on the continent. Um and so silencing the guns is is, is 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 a is a very big part of the Africa we want. Uh so how would we we be sitting there talking shop about silencing the guns and 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 unrest happening and we could say something about in in a country that's not too far on the corner from in fact, the time. I like another another thing I think there needs to be an understanding again of the digital platform and what it does mm-hmm. it breaks barriers there's no boundaries there's no borders there's no um what what do you call it bureaucracy yeah from if the au wants to find a 23 year old who right now is constantly advocating for violence against women against violence. I mean, uh, yeah, against I mean against violence. I'm not advocating for it, but he's against violence against women. Um violence against women or what's part of these other goals that they're doing like um against um ending child marriage. I'm on ending yeah. child marriage. Yes. Do you know all you have to do is Google. Mm-hmm. Go to YouTube and Google African and child marriage mm. and Josephine Colea will pop up because she has <laughs> short videos about mm-hmm. this people who you don't even know wanja wango kanja mm-hmm. will pop up within her small continue within her small slum you will see people popping up who are against some uh, of those issues that they, 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 to, they, to them they're not even talking they're not entering boardrooms to talk about mm-hmm. what we need to do they are doing they're out there doing it they're out yeah. there doing it yeah. and what they require is just support from people with the to take them to the next level they already have a network of people who are aware of alarming you know they already doing it they're getting their hands dirty yeah so i think sometimes we just need to skip the the bureaucracy the processes and mm-hmm. just say this is what we, we need 30, uh, 30 people who are going to have a conversation about this let's google in zimbabwe who is doing this yeah. in rwanda who is doing this in in nigeria who is doing this in kenya who is doing this and let these people know bring them in the room 
mm-hmm. let them have a conversation and you see even just the unity and imagine somebody just getting a random call from the AU and being told hey we've got a plane ticket we'd like to fly you to Addis to just have a conversation about this we've been seeing the work that you're doing yeah. and we commend it that affirmation alone is already huge that's a wind under the wings of I know yeah. you know it'll even be like yo okay and then capturing and not just and now the AU capturing those stories and magnifying them you yeah. know just saying there's these people who we've seen doing this it's our it's our champions for the week yeah you know so i think there's 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 a power they're already an authority there's a power in them shining the light in some places that they've never been mm-hmm. or some or going against the grain for more how they normally acquire because sometimes you go to these meetings and you see the same people yeah talking the same things uh uh and you and you wonder yo why don't we get some doers into the room into the room yeah. and i understand the importance of policy makers being needed in the room but once in a while it's it's and this policy these people who always enter the room sometimes are constantly going back and are in touch with the people who are actually doing things letting them know what's happening yeah. and, and things like that so i'm not i'm not negating that space that they have and mm-hmm. they play a huge important role um but yeah but there's some barriers that needs to be broken okay. need to understand in this digital world there's no process that's per se needed yeah to get and find the people who are actually doing change so providing support for them amplifying what they're doing exactly. affirming their efforts connecting them. them with others using their mm. using the brand equity and the convening power exactly. of these pan african institutions to to bring some of these people along as yeah. as, as well yeah Now, i think this is this is a, this are some um, some great ideas i think uh, our friends at the au um, should be taking out pen and paper now and taking notes and listening um, but not not only them the united nations economic commission for africa the africa development bank egad sadc esc ecowas i think a lot of these pan african institutions uh, whether it's the regional economic communities or whatever i think a lot of them could take this approach but can i add this and this is very important to know even the people doing things mm-hmm. needs so it's one thing to talk about what needs to be done from top to bottom they also the question of what needs to be done from bottom, bottom to top they too need to have a mental digital shift there's an email address there's a facebook page that you can get in touch with the au yeah. there's there's a twitter there's, there's handle twitter handles there's instagram just, exactly <laughs> and and sometimes yeah. you know it's this big thing that we call the au i keep saying if i want to meet safaricom i don't go in yes i can tweet safaricom mm-hmm. but it's not safaricom i want to meet i want to meet the marketing manager in safaricom yeah. i can do research find out who that person is find out about their different social media handles their email address get their phone number that information is there yeah and you're able to reach the necessary people that you need to reach so i think even from a bottom up there needs to be a, 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 a mental digital shift where you also understand that there's no process and bureaucracy that is stopping you from reaching exactly who you yeah. are are you constantly creating content to show what it is that you're doing your content can actually make its way directly exactly. to the people your content you know and it's one thing to say this is what i do telling people or oh, sending a proposal this is what i can do how about you do you document yourself doing Send it. and then begin already putting your i say showcase your play not your work mm-hmm. i mean showcase your work not your play <laughs> showcase your work let me get that right again <laughs> showcase your work more than you showcase your play mm-hmm. so 80% of what you should be putting out there shouldn't be you should be your work yeah. and the change that you're bringing because these people again are also looking we have some mental digitally switched on people 
in influential positions who are constantly looking for people who are bringing about solutions or people who they can bring into the room to elevate. Yeah. So from down up, my question is, are you, again, the same thing, are you creating content? Are you distributing that content? And are you promoting it to reach whoever needs to? Yeah. You know, you have no excuse these days. The internet is borderless. Uh, and, and sometimes the biggest excuse that we give bottom up is we don't have the financial resources. But you can shoot that with your mobile phone. Yeah. Some of the biggest bloggers we have on, on, online right now started with their phone. Exactly. And, 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 are still, and are still on their phone because they realize it's working. Yes. You know, even though they can buy Canon cameras and this, that, the yeah. other. Um, you've bothered to sit down with me and have this conversation. You never know who's going to listen, who may be listening right now, mm-hmm. thinking that's the kind of person I need in a room. That's the kind of person from East Africa I need speaking about digital. That's yeah. the kind of meeting that I have. You know, that's how yeah. I ended up. And I'm saying it, that's how I've ended up going to the AU tomorrow. Depending on when people listen, I probably already have gone <laughs> left it. But it's simply because I'm constantly talking about digital. Yeah. And as they were looking for somebody to talk about digital, they may not have found me on digital, but somebody who I don't even know... Probably recommended. Recommended, mm. you know. That's true. We have uh, those advantages. I don't call it word of mouth, I call it word of tweet. It is word of tweet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> word of status, actually. Oh, oh, word of status, yeah. word of share, word of vlog. <laughs> you have, we have uh, uh, you know, moving to a digital mindset, moving you away from the barriers that keep us from getting things done, uh, we can circumvent the big budget uh, excuses. Yes. We can circumvent the geography issues. We can go beyond the bureaucracy and what bureaucracy does to slow us down. Um, and I think that, and you're right, that works not only for the top, but also for the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know. So because uh, we could talk all night. Yes. And you need to go to Addis. Yes. I'll let, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you go. But many, many thanks, Richard. Yes. Uh, I think I'm a Formerly known as A-Star with a parting shot. Yes. Yes. My, my parting shot is understanding that it's 2018. Mm-hmm. 1995 was 23 years ago. Yeah. If you could go back 23 years ago and tell yourself what you've just done today, I sat down with Mushiri and we recorded a podcast. What, what, what do you mean? Yeah, no, a podcast is this audio thing. It's like a CD, but it, but we distribute on the internet. Everything that I'm saying will be insane. <laughs> I know, and I'll listen to it on my mobile phone. Like, what do you mean mobile phone? How do you how do you move with that cord? You just you, you can walk from sitting room to sitting room, you know, from room. Like, we are something called the digital transition generation. Mm. So if you go, never again, we're the only generation who has a foot... On both sides. In pre-digital, analog, yeah. and digital. And if and 23 years from now we will be referred to as the digital transition generation. Mm-hmm. We are only beginning this digital transition. In fact, today, I say today, right now as I'm speaking to you, this is the least technologically advanced that we will ever be Yeah. as the humankind. Today, right now, this is the least digitally, technologically advanced that we will be. Mm-hmm. So 23 years from today, it is insane. People will be logging on to the AU, I wouldn't be. Go- I don't understand why I'm going to Addis. What I need to do is enter a room with Wi-Fi and that has a screen yeah. that I can engage with. We will not be traveling to a location for us to connect and engage. 
there'll be another, another new we'll be entering VR. AI yes you know, AI, VR, your, your VR. hologram will be entering and sitting down and we will be you know it will be like it's like uh, like you'll be insane Let's, I can't even you can't even think that far yeah. so every day fight your BC mentality hmm. especially this generation fight your BC mentality and ask yourself how can I digitally do what it is that I'm about to do because it's about the effectiveness it's about the end goal uh, that you're trying to achieve and sometimes not being stuck onto the process of how you used to do this yeah, yeah. so fight your bc mentality and also let me say it's not an option you have the au the au may sound like a really big thing today but there may be a whatsapp group that is being formed by young guys that may be the biggest thing in five years because mm. it brings together and it has a movement that is insane that's true yeah so mental digital shift is not an option absolutely true excellent stuff thanks is that where we go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. that's that's about that's that might that may be about where we land this thing okay, sir. Uh, for today but many thanks um we, we i'll be waiting to hear about your yeah, the addis experience uh, and, and the african union i'm hoping that uh, my friends at uh, Uh, in the other parts of the AU reach out we need to get uh, a whole lot more people switched on and shifted yes uh, and really really quickly and creating the africa that we want excellent